Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 217. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. I'm ready to uh, win some awards here. Yeah. You're, uh, we'll, we'll talk about your uh, wonderful little night there at the train station, but thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our latest Happy Hour podcast starring Friend of the pod, Alex. We uh, get into uh, some lovely topics, including being engaged, wine, and stock markets and cryptocurrency. It's a uh, phenomenal podcast you won't want to miss. There is a little bit of echo on that one. We were uh, having some technical difficulties, but that's what it's part of the flair of the Tony's take, right, Andy? It's it's mostly fine. Yeah, I had to do a little work on it. Well done, there. Sound <laughs> to get it in the condition it was. But I'll, I'll, I we didn't tell you about it, but I will. Uh, so you've it's a mystery to you what even happened. Interesting. I feel like you cut some pieces of the pod. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. So uh, I guess are we going to talk about that right now, Andy? Or are we getting into this pod? No, no, no. I, that's that's a private conversation. Ah, okay. Off mic. All right. Well, let's kick things off with. There was a brand new announcement today from the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC. Andy, are you ready for this? Uh, I, they've got a little bit of it, um, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's it's huge. So uh, you don't have to wear masks outside anymore. Uh, now, I should stress there is a caveat here. Uh, you have to be vaccinated, and uh, you also can't be in a crowd of people, but... If you're by yourself and you're vaccinated and you're outside, <laughs> throw that mask in your pocket and forget about it. And of course, until you step into a store. Um, what the hell is... <laughs> are you kidding, Andy? Do you wear a mask when you're walking outside? No, and we, we talked about this. Um, not on the podcast, but we, we talked about it personally. We're like, uh, It was pretty obvious like from the start. Like, If you're out in the open, it's very unlikely you're ever going to spread it. So it's not really that important. Yeah. Uh, so I've never have done that. Like, no. I mean, I've, I've done on like the walk back to the car. Uh, but like when I leave my apartment and go to my car, I don't have my mask and no, I come across people sometimes and it's like, all right, if you're that afraid, turn away from me. Like, but like, we don't have to really like, we're not getting that close. Our mouths aren't getting that close. So if you're that afraid, you're, uh, what's his name? The brother, Nick Swardson, uh, the hypochondriac who lives in his closet in uh, the bench warmers. Yeah, great, great reference. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Well, hopefully, our to... audience understands that. It took me a minute to get there. Uh, it's hilarious. That's that. preposterous. This is a twilight zone that we're living in. Where they're, hey, we have news, guys. Vaccine people don't need to wear a mask outside with so, no one around them. There was a lot of pressure for them to finally say something about this because there's a lot of questions about it, and I know like. So I read that Biden wore a mask to yeah. deliver the speech uh-huh. and then didn't put it back on when he walked away oh. like, to be like, see, guys, like he's basically like, I follow the rules. So when the rules change, then you can change. And he's 102. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I think there was because I think he got that question like a ton. They're like, what are you wearing a mask for? You got a vaccine first. And it's like, no, nah, because that's what the rules say still. So until the rules change. I don't like these rules. I'm not playing by them. I'm not wearing a goddamn yeah. mask outside. 
well, you never did. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's a, the thing is, they're also they're not rules, they're guidelines, they're not actual laws. Yeah. Um, so they never were. They were just always guidelines, and then wherever you lived could make laws based on it. But then no, there was never anyone enforced outdoor masks. Like, can you imagine a cop giving you a ticket for that? Like, I think actually. New York City did it like once. Yeah, you know, I think like, there have uh, been cases, and they—I mean, when they do, when that happens, they make the news because they're so rare. But yeah. the the more annoying part of it are those lunatics that go on walks wearing a mask with like their significant other, and like they'll like kind of like shame look at you as you walk by, living your life very happy, and it's like good, go enjoy being miserable, you weirdo. Yeah, it's very ridiculous, know. Andy. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me. I don't. I don't care that someone's wearing one. They can do whatever they want. Um, yeah, you be weird, and but I don't need them looking at me doing their dumb mind thoughts about uh me not wearing my mask. Yeah, don't worry about it. And now I'll just be like, in your face, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, I'm not. But I'm not gonna. Sh- what are they gonna be like? Let me see your card. You're asking for my papers. I don't think yeah. so. Okay. Well, we're moving on. Uh iOS 14.5, Andy, it is finally out for download uh, for iPhone users. And now people who have an iPhone uh, 10 or above, meaning you don't unlock your phone with your finger, uh, but rather your face, and own an Apple Watch, are going to really be enjoying this because what that means is you can unlock your phone while you're wearing your mask. Uh, so I was just in a, a store like 30 minutes before this pod, Andy, and I opened my phone with ease in the store. Phenomenal. I haven't been able to do that so in a year. It's been tested and we can confirm that it does work. Yes. Now what's like nice too is uh, your watch will kind of ding just to let you know uh, in case someone steals your phone behind your back or something and they unlock it. Uh, you can lock it from your watch, which is kind of cool. Uh, so that's yep. out, and uh, also it allows people to not track you so much. And you know, it was funny. So I typed in on my notes here Zuckerberg, but mm. and maybe this is also a thing Apple's doing. It autocorrected to Zuckerberg. Okay. <laughs> so he's really, uh, uh, you know, teaved about this uh, because I guess their their platform kind of just looks at everything you do on your phone or your computer and then gives ads targeted specifically to you and they charge a lot of money for these ads well they uh they said nope you can't track me on my stuff and so he's pissed now i should say the other hand of this so yeah facebook's not going to make as much money but apple is going to make more money because what they're saying is these targeted ads are not going to be as valuable because they're not as targeted now. And so you're you're going to see apps that charge you money to use their apps because they're not making the money that they would have made with these heavily targeted ads. So you're kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Who, who do you rather have the money go to? Personally, I wouldn't rather have it go to uh, Facebook. So... And I don't think I'll ever use an app that charges me money. Like I don't, I don't know of an app I pay for, shy of my piano lessons class. But I don't think there's any other app. Do you pay for any apps, Andy? I think I bought my podcast app, so it has no ads, and it's like two dollars to do that. But so. what if the podcast adds ads? Like it doesn't weed out our simple dog leash. You know what uh, I'm saying? That, that when you open guys. when you open the podcast app. 
like there'll be a banner ad at the top that will scroll that if you buy the paid version for two dollars, that doesn't exist. Oh, see, I use the Apple podcast. I have. Yeah, so they have an internal app. So, I mean, Google has an internal podcast app as well. But the one I just like this one, I think it's good. Gotcha. Uh, And for, you know, it's two bucks, basically. So. But I guess, uh, yeah, there's not many apps that, I mean, we pay yeah. for. I'm sure there's I mean, there's obviously a whole lot of apps that people pay for. I don't get it personally, but that's just me. But okay. So download that if you haven't, uh, and it'll make your life easier if you have the watch and uh, all of that fun stuff. All right, are we ready to talk some Oscars? Yeah, we are a podcast that covers movies. Did so. you watch it, Andy? Not really. I yeah, I turned it on for portions. a hot second, and it was like a whoa, my bad, and I changed the channel. Uh, I, so I, I mean, who I was thinking about, talk this, about like, the telecast and all the story around it. Let's just kind of go over the awards at first, because uh, that's probably the least interesting part of this. Yeah, I so, don't know the first thing about who won what. Well, that's uh, we'll get into it, but uh, just just to kind of give the, the overall recap, so. Uh, Nomadland was Best Picture. It won the Golden Globe as well. Uh, and its director, Chloe Zhao, won Best Director. Uh, then for the acting awards, uh, Anthony Hopkins won, which is uh, was a big source of controversy that is part of the whole weird telecast thing. Uh, so we'll talk a little more about that. Uh, and Frances McDormand won for Best Actress uh, of Nomadland. And I think this is her third win. So uh, she's up there in most wins. Um Daniel Kaluuya won for Best Supporting uh, for Judas and the Black Messiah. And then uh, the Asian lady from Minari, the grandmother, she even made a joke about no one can pronounce her name. So I'm just not going to say it. Uh, Look it up yourself. She won for Best Supporting Actress. And uh, that's always a a weird category, that Best Supporting Actress, because there's a lot of people who aren't famous. Yong Yui Jung. Yep. Go ahead. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't look that hard, but I mean, I guess that that must not be it. It was something different. She she's like made a joke about how like there's five different ways people say it and they never get it right. So, mm. um, yeah. I wonder if they get it right in China though, right? Uh, they have to. I mean, for you to just assume that she's Chinese is is incorrect. <laughs> what is she? It's Korean. I mean, they're a Korean family. Okay, in well, that. if she then in Korea, they probably get it right. I would assume so. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I mean, there are American names that we screw up ourselves. Or people call me Seen. Well, yeah, that's... Has anyone ever been named Scene? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, but we don't know. Um, and then Soul won Best Animated Feature. I think it's the... Oh, I uh, actually saw that. Yeah. That's... The only yeah, one, one on one this ones, list I've seen. One of the one of the ones people have seen. Uh, so I think those are the, the big awards there. Um, and it was, aside from the Anthony Hopkins thing, I think it was all pretty much expected. Um, and it's just kind of, I mean, but, but like I said, the, the bigger story really here is how like no one watched this. No one cared. Um, the, the the broadcast itself was weird. Um, it was instead of at a theater, it was at Union Station in L.A. Um, and it just looked very weird, like almost like more of a uh, business conference than this big award show. Mm-hmm. Again, they didn't do a host. They haven't had a host for, I think, three years now. Well, who would... I mean, it's a lose-lose for a host, right? Yeah, that's the problem now is after Kevin Hart dropped out because like everyone's like, hey, he said this thing 42 years ago. Let's get him. No one's like, I don't want that shit. Like, Yeah. 
because it's just like whoever get, gets picked, they're gonna they'll find anything. So, um, yeah, they haven't they haven't had a host, and um, I don't know if you saw it. the The ratings, which have been declining significantly every year, uh, they dropped by half. Yeah, I have that written down under 10 million viewers and a 58% drop off from last year. Yeah. So it's so, uh good night Hollywood. So it's strange. So so I'm going to I'm going to cover the Anthony Hopkins thing at first. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but typically best picture is the last thing. And it's like the big thing. All right, we got we're saving the last thing. Well, we're 30 minutes over time, but you're still going to stick around because you want to know what best picture is. Uh, well, this year they did Best Picture before Best Actor and Actress. And the thought was the reason they did this was because everyone assumed that Chadwick Boseman would win for Best Actor. Uh, of course, Chadwick Boseman passed uh, late last year, I believe it was. Uh, so this would be a posthumous award. And uh, they were going to do a, you know, a moving tribute to this young actor, you know, lost too soon. Uh, and it was just it was assumed he was going to win. He won the Golden Globe. And he was the heavy favorite. Uh, but the interesting about about the Oscars is that like there's no polling. It's it just it's voters and it's held secret. Nobody knows except for those three accountants. Mm-hmm. And accountants are the most ethical, honest people in the world. And you're one of them. Yes. Uh, and so you really don't know. So someone could be a huge favorite, but it doesn't mean that they're going to win. Like it's not it's not like MVP or something where like the voters can talk about it. Um, this is like very secretive and. In the end, Anthony Hopkins won, and and for people who love movies and seen these movies, say it's that's not necessarily an upset uh, in the sense that like he was great. It's Anthony Hopkins; like everyone knows he's awesome, yeah. and this movie was great. Nobody saw it, but it was also came in uh, pretty hot, so it, less people have seen it. But it wasn't; it wouldn't be an upset if you actually view it by what was the best performance, but just the story around uh, Bozeman. Um, everyone just assumed he was going to win. So they they were going to have this whole thing saved, like this is the last award we're announcing. Uh, and then it just blew up in their face. So uh, kind of kind of a, a disaster for them. Uh, and then, of course, also Anthony Hopkins is old and wasn't even there for a thing. And uh, I, I saw today that his co-star uh, was supposed to accept it on, on his behalf. Uh, but they just then just were like, oh, well, it's over. Goodbye. They didn't even like let her come up and accept it <laughs> so I, this is this is twice in the last five years that they've had like kind of disasters happen in the at the last awards so yeah i think everyone remembers the infamous moonlight um thing where they just they awarded the wrong person yeah, they did a steve harvey right <laughs> yeah um but i think i think what what is interesting is how it's just it's been declining over time but just this year no one cared, and there's a lot of discussion of why. Um, but of course, I think the big the biggest reason is that people like going to the movies. There's so much discussion about, oh, uh, what if we could just rent the movie at at home and not have to go pay the exorbitant prices? Um, but then also the discussion about this year's Oscar season is like, well, I've never seen any of these movies. And it's like, well, they're all available. You could have rented all of these. Now most more than these, ever, they're all available. Before yeah, it's like, oh, this is actually, only at the ArcLight. Most of these were on free streaming. Yeah. So to be like, well, I didn't even see this. So like, I'll have to ask you, Sean. Uh, did you see Mank? No. <laughs> did you see Sound of Metal? Nope. Did you see Judas and the Black Messiah? Nope. Okay. Do you have HBO Max? Yep. Do you have Netflix? Yep. 
Do you have Hulu? Yep. Do you have Amazon Prime? Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you watch Nomadland? Nope. Okay. So all those movies that I said are all available on those platforms that you have. I'm pretty sure and the only movie I watched that that is even nominated was Soul. Uh, did you watch Trial of Chicago 7? Nope. Oh, I thought you watched that one. No. Okay. So that's another one. That's another one free on Netflix. All these things were free and available. The only ones that were hard to watch were the two I didn't watch, The Father and Minari, which are you can rent for 20 bucks, which was that whole thing was everyone's like, why can't you just watch a new movie, rent it for like 20 to $40 rather than have to go take the kids to the theater? Uh, well, they implemented that this year and still nobody cared. Nobody went and watched these movies. Um, well, the so- the father, I've, I watched the trailer this morning. It looks like nothing I'm interested in. It looks depressing, upsetting, and sad. It's like, I don't, I, why would I need that? People like sad movies? Mm. Makes you think about stuff? I don't know. Not this podcaster. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not too often. Uh, well, I, I think. I've watched Marley and Me once. I think what happened this year is, is that people are less excited for streaming movies than uh, they they say they will be. That I do feel like a movie like Mank, if it was if Mank got released in theaters in December and had a little buzz, like, hey, this movie is gonna, you know, get nominated for an Oscar and Gary Oldman is really good, uh, it would have made like sixty million or something. People would have gone yeah. out and seen it. There's uh, a difference free on Netflix, people are like, fuck it, I'll watch, you know, some shitty movie because it's exactly. easier. Yeah. There's a difference when you go to a movie theater to watch a film versus just flipping it on in your sweatpants when it's on Netflix. It's an event when you're, oh, we have to get ready and are we going to get dinner first? And, oh, I have to get the popcorn and, you know, you're icy. And then you talk about, hey, did you like it on your drive home? I thought this was good. Blah, blah, blah. When you're at home, you're on your phone 40% of the time and uh, you're going over and making cookies. You're going to the bathroom. You're not pausing it. It just becomes another forgetful movie you've watched online. Yeah. So I think I think that whole idea that like, well, the theater is going to die. People can just watch movies at home. I think people like the experience of going out. And I think we were kind of we were definitely robbed of that this year for, for good reason. Uh, but like these movies actually have paid the price. I think they're going to be less relevant than they would have otherwise. Like I think like a thing like Promising Young Woman. I watched that. I enjoyed it a lot. If that had come out in like May when it was supposed to. It would have had buzz. People would have saw it because, well, people go to the movies and they were like, oh, okay, that looks interesting. I'll watch that. And then there would have been some buzz. People would have talked about it. People would have talked about it at work. Uh, none of that existed. Yeah. Like, I think I think Promising Young Woman could have been, like, similar to Get Out, where it's like, oh, it's a smaller indie movie, but it's cool and it's a cool premise. Um, and it would have got people out to see it. Uh, but instead, it got put out onto... Uh, you could rent it for twenty bucks, uh, like in December, and like, and I waited until uh, March to watch it when it went down to five bucks because I'm not paying twenty bucks. Yeah, that's still too rich for my blood for whatever reason. <laughs> it's like I'll pay thirty two dollars to go see it at a theater, but twenty bucks at home to not pay attention yeah. to it, I don't know. Because if you're going to the theater, you're doing something, and it feels yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feels like you're participating in society. Uh, so I think, I think it's good. This is all good news for uh, Mr. Nolan here. I think. The theaters are still important. They make people interest. They drive interest in movies rather than good movies driving people to the theaters. Yeah. Um, and for for one last thing for uh, Chris or Nolan here, Tenet did win an Oscar for best visual effects. So it was all worth it. Hmm. 
And that's uh, available on HBO this, I believe, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. That's their big, big, big new movie there. Uh, and, and less people will end up watching Tenet because it didn't have a real theatrical um, big release. I mean, it did get a theatrical release, of course. That was a story, but uh, people weren't going to the theaters. Yeah, but I think um, he's one of those directors that will, regardless of what it comes out on, have the buzz just because it's it's – you know, he's one of the few, Tarantino, Scorsese, this guy, like most directors you couldn't even name or you know their name, but you're like, oh, what do they do again? Oh, yeah. It's like, OK, well, few can be Francis Ford Coppola. He's yeah, one of them. But, yeah, but Counterpoint, Mank came out to Netflix and David Fincher is a guy I think people know and like, oh, man, I'd loved uh, Social Network or Fight Club or uh Gone Girl. It's like those are cool movies that people know and saw in theaters. Yeah, like, but they're Mank. not. They're not to the level where like Batman t- uh, took Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess Social Network is a make, movie. Make is a black and white movie about someone making movies. Also so very little, true. Exactly. A little, a little different than uh, if this ben guy Affleck's was running mystery. around flying with his cape, you know, throwing ninja stars at people, it'd be a different story. And Gary I'd Oldman like was in both, yeah. so. I'd like to see Gary Oldman have another chance as a superhero. I want to see him in Air Force One 2. Well, I, I you know? feel like he didn't make it. In that Reprise movie. the role. They pulled him out of the ocean. He survived. He's been living on an island. Like, and he's pissed. Yeah. Well, here's the twist. He invented COVID. Yeah, exactly. He got his revenge. <laughs> All right. Anything else to say about the failing Oscars? Uh, I don't know what it's going to happen. There'll still be Oscars next year. So for yeah, everyone celebrating, death, I mean, remember, no one watches TV like live TV anymore. So that's that's a big reason as well. But. The way I see it, though, for me, it's like I'm not nominated for anything. Yeah, you were nominated a couple times, but you didn't win, Andy. It's like it's like, you know, the award show, your award things for your company. It's like, yeah. I guess like I'll get a free meal out of it, but you wouldn't just tune in on your TV for a zoom version of it. Like that'd be boring. Why do we want to watch these buttheads get you know, a $200,000 swag bag for being nominated? And it's like, well, I have my Stouffer's microwave dinner yeah. tonight. That's fun. It just, it's too much juxtaposition. I mean, th- there is something to seeing things you like get recognized and like what this award show should be is basically a commercial for movies. And that's like, hey, let's we need to promote these. We're promoting these movies that maybe you didn't know all that much about. And uh, oh, Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar. That movie must be good. Uh, but it just it seemed to be totally failed this year in that respect. So. Yeah. Well, Andy, I fast forward through commercials when I can. So, well, if you're watching the Oscars <laughs> is live. So that's it's one of the few things people still watch live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the other problem was that there was a baseball game going on like a mile away. That was excellent. So oh. <laughs> they had that problem. Competing parties. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some new uh, movie uh, news. And let's start things off with the new Flintstone starring Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. And not, not live action. Not like that horror show with John Goodman from the 90s. Uh, this is a, a new animated Flintstone show. Um, it's going to be called Bedrock, and it is going to be starring Elizabeth Banks as an adult Pebbles. Interesting. So, uh, <laughs> coming to Fox. Uh, 
something that's strange is that this is uh, not going to go to HBO Max because it said it's a Warner Brothers is making it. Warner Brothers owns the Flintstones. They own all the old uh, Hanna-Barbera stuff. Uh, and they want to use it, but uh, this is going to come to regular old Fox. So part of the, you know, like Family Guy, Simpsons uh, stuff. It is going to be uh, not for kids. It's going to be an adult show. So, hmm. um, I mean, the Flintstones still, they still hold up. Like I still buy Cocoa Pebbles. Uh, it is still, they're still relevant in some way. I remember uh, so, they still do those Flintstones, Flintstones uh, vitamins. They, they better. They better. Yeah. They save those are all- awesome as a kid. How many lives do you think they've saved over the years? Getting those Probably kids. Like seven. Yeah. Um, When's that this, due out? Uh, I mean, it, it's, I guess it's going to be fast track, but probably not for a while. Maybe, maybe in the fall. Maybe it'll air then. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't seen any Flintstones properties in, in decades, you know? Yeah. Well, it'll be your fast. Yeah. All right, well, let's move right along. You recently reviewed another round, and it uh, looks like Leo is picking it up for another round. Yes, if that was confusing to you, the Danish film Another Round, which won this Sunday at the Oscars uh, Best International Film, uh, well, Leonardo DiCaprio's production company uh, won the, the rights to make an American version of it. Um no, no further details about that, whether it's already production or any of that stuff. If it's like he bought it because he wants to be in it, um, I think an American remake of this movie could be disastrous. It could yeah. be awful. As part of my review, it said I said that drinking culture is just different there than it is in America. If America did this movie, it would be like super dark and yeah. be like, oh, they're horrible alcoholics. He's getting fired um, from the Ford factory. Yeah. But then the other like thing that scared me I saw in, in some comment about the story was like it's going to be Adam Sandler and David Spade and Kevin James doing it or something. And yeah, I was picturing like, like Jonah Hill, the cast of the movie The Watch, basically. Yeah, but if Leo wants to be in it, I feel like he could do it right. I yeah. feel like he does have the ability. Um, the only problem is that um, Mads Mikkelsen's dancing skills played a big part in the in the movie, mm. and I don't know if Leo could could hang. So let me ask you this really quick about the original: Is it in English or in Danish? No, it's in Danish. It is okay. It is a Danish movie. It's not like they were like that's a funny oh, language, isn't it? You know, when you're reading the subtitles, you don't really pay attention. Yeah. At least in me, for me, I'm not really paying attention to how it sounds. So <laughs> when I was there, I was watching TV. And it's just funny, like their their currency is kroner over there. Yeah. And like kroner is like peso, like it's at least it was very cheap. So like everything was like, yeah. you know, 15,000 kroner and things like that. Not to that magnitude, but uh, it was very funny. I was like, I a femme kroner. <laughs> it's like that meant something over there. <laughs> femme kroner. That's good stuff. I might watch yeah. it just for the the nostalgia. Yeah, subtitles off. <laughs> I'll understand. Yeah, I bet they go to Copenhagen, or uh, I have no idea. They're probably in Copenhagen. Yeah, it's the no capital idea. of Denmark. There's water. You see water. They're on well, a boat. They're once. like an island, Andy. Yeah, it's. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> there's <laughs> no like tall buildings or anything, but I don't know if there's any tall buildings in. Ah, uh, there's got to be a few by now. I mean, there's a lot of old brick buildings that are like four there's like stories a, there's got to be like a jp morgan 
in Denmark. There's got to be some sort of finance building. Maybe. Yeah. Any further on uh, another round two? I would probably still end up watching it if it happened, but (laughs) we'll see. It'll be a a ways away, I I imagine. Okay. Well, how about this? The Paul, uh, did you say Schaefer or Schroeder? Schrader. Paul Schaefer is the Letterman guy. That was what I was thinking. I, again, autocorrect. I was typing fast. And Marty Scorsese are working on a new series. Yeah. So uh, Paul Schrader was the like the writer for a lot of the classic uh, Scorsese movies like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. Uh, but also The Last Temptation of Christ, which is a movie I've never seen, but, you know, it's about it's got Willem Dafoe as Jesus. So it's probably Interesting. pretty good. Uh, but it was very controversial. Uh, but now Paul Schrader said to him and Scorsese are working on a series that will be about the origins of Christianity. Um, so I don't, Scorsese doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants to uh, be that involved in TV. I know he's put his name on stuff like uh, was Boardwalk Empire. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's a new challenge. Scorsese's getting up there and maybe wants to try something uh, completely different. But I imagine these two working together would put something out interesting. Is this for HBO? Uh, this is not even a real thing yet. This is something. Oh, we're we're doing this thing. So there's no like. This was not a press release from uh, any anyone. This was just Paul Schrader saying it. Gotcha. So maybe he's just maybe he's just a crazy man and yeah, shit up. I don't know. So he's like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> but uh, he he wrote and directed a movie a couple of years back called First Performed that was about uh, religion uh, that I thought was excellent, starring Ethan Hawke. So I think he's he's still good. At least the last thing he's made was still good. So. I'm sure right, this, well, this will be interesting if ever if it ever happens. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes open for that. I, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Tell us about Captain America. So a little bit later, I will uh, give my, more thoughts on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus series that uh, finished up this last weekend. Uh, but almost immediately after the final episode was released, Disney said Captain America Four is happening. Same writer as the series, uh, Anthony Mackie, probably returning i'd imagine uh that is the plan here uh no no further details but it seems like they're gonna pick up that story with a captain american america 4 so um just in case you are wondering if they were going to continue to make marvel movies over and over and over and over they are so yeah they continue to make them money yeah if you thought like oh they're doing tv now it's like no no no. the tv is to, to build them up for the movies they want to get that billion-dollar box office. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, tell us how you met your father. Uh, this is not about me personally, so <laughs> I will not tell that story. Uh, but I will tell you this story about a television program that is coming out to Hulu called How I Met Your Father. Now, you're like, did that already happen? Uh, no, How I Met Your Mother was a very popular show um, for and about 10 years ago. My immediate thought is... This can't be the same group of people, obviously, but it's going to be the same style. Same premise. Yeah, it is not. Neil Patrick Harris is not involved. Uh, Jason Siegel fell face of the earth, so definitely not involved. Uh, it is a new show starring Hilary Duff uh, from the Disney Channel, Liz McGuire show. Interesting. Uh, that, if you remember, Liz McGuire was announced as a Disney Plus show. That they were going to do, oh, her as an adult, uh, that fell apart. Uh, but now she does have a new project that's probably going to be, they probably just take took those scripts and they're yeah. like, all right, put it into this shit now. Change uh, the name but, of the character. Yeah. But I don't know how what the connection is. Um, 
I would think they'd want to capitalize on it. So, like, when I said, oh, Neil Patrick Harris isn't there, like, they probably should pay him, like, $10 million. But, okay, just do two episodes. Like, yeah. you'll be in the background and be like, oh, hey. And, like, that'll just legitimize this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a Hulu original, so it's not – I think that show was on – was that on CBS? I think it was. That's gross. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, I mean, it's on it's on every syndication ever, probably, at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was a popular show, and if – you like it? Maybe you'll like this one coming. When is soon. this due out? I think this is due out in the fall as well. Okay, but yeah, who knows? Know. It could be interesting. You know, I recently I mean, watched uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, which uh, she was in. Yeah, did you watch both of them? Uh, I didn't finish the second one, but yeah. started it. Yeah, I'd never seen yeah. them. So that's they're supposed to make a third one of that too. That was supposed to be a Disney Plus thing. I mean, they got to be pretty old by now, right? Aren't those I mean, kind of old? Steve Martin is pretty old, but that was yeah. Him, but right? he's also like right you have no right. idea because he's had white hair since you know, 1984. Yeah, I'm saying Steve Martin's 76 years old at this point, though. Is that a guess? Or are you looking this up? That's a guess. Let me let me confirm. He is 75. See, see, pretty close. <laughs> Loser, Andy, you get yeah. nothing. You lose. Uh, but I assume. He still works. I think he plays his banjo a lot. Yeah, but I mean, I assume he still will do a movie at some point. I'm uh, seeing Father of the Bride Part 3-ish was a short from last year. Okay. 26 minutes. It looks like it was like a Zoom call with, with a lot of actors, including Robert De Niro, is it? Okay. Is it one of those uh, Josh Gad things that he was doing last year? I don't know. It has Reese Witherspoon in it, too. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think she was in the originals, so I don't like Where it. Where would you watch this? This is interesting. YouTube? I don't like YouTube. All right, okay. I found a story from January 28, 2021, that Zach Braff has been cast in Cheaper by the Dozen 3. Take over Ashton Kutcher? So... Or he's that, that means. oldest son. Maybe it's just an entirely new story, and there's no, uh, there's no Steve Martin anymore, which would be Whoa. very upsetting. Maybe it's a prequel. They only have like four kids. That wouldn't make any sense then. I know. Cheaper by the four. <laughs> Cheaper by the quad. I don't know. Well, we weren't supposed to cover that this week. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. So look for how I met your father on Hulu. Uh, in the coming months. Uh, tell us about not Black Mirror, but Black Phone. The Black Phone. So this isn't the biggest news in the world, but it's big to me. I'm excited about it because uh, it feels it feels normal. This feels like a news story that just feels like, all right, things, things are back. Uh, the Black Phone is Scott Derrickson's new film. So Scott Derrickson is the director of uh, Sinister, which I talked about last year at some point, which a horror movie I watched uh, a little old, but it was excellent. And uh, he was also the director of Doctor Strange and was supposed to direct Doctor Strange 2, but dropped out because he wanted to go back to making horror, uh, go back to his roots. And uh, this is it. This is the project he's he's doing. Uh, this one's also starring Ethan Hawke, who was starred in uh, Sinister. Great, great actor. Uh, and it's being made by Blumhouse. So it's like I feel like we haven't talked about them. They had they had a movie like every week before the pandemic. And now nothing. But now that's what this this seems like. Everything's back. So this is coming out early next year already. Uh, so that's great news. 
fancy that. Yeah, because I could I could always use like high quality horror movies. There's so there's so few of them, especially in January. I think it's a good month for it. <laughs> okay, well, tell us about Master of None season three. There were some uh, rumblings about this happening. Aziz Ansari said he didn't know if he'd ever make a third season. He didn't know if he had any ideas. Uh, but it seems like he got the brilliant idea of I can continue the show, but I don't have to be in it. So. Master of None season three trailer was put out by Netflix uh, come in May 23rd already. But uh, the big deal here is it is not focusing on his character. It is focusing on uh, Lena Waithe's character who was on it uh, previously. She's also one of the, the head writers of the show. Um, but it does not appear to have Aziz Ansari in the show at all. Uh, although it's, that hasn't been confirmed. Uh, but in the trailer, no, it's just... He's he's not in it, but it does say at the end, written and directed by him. So it is still his project, just not starring in it. Hmm. So I don't know how well that's going to go over, but uh, you'll you could find out very soon. Yeah, we'll see. I guess you know I started typing in uh, "Master of" into IMDb, and it got disguises. And I saw right beneath it. What'd you say? Master of disguises. That's the one. Dana Carvey, two thousand and two. <laughs> Watch that, I'm pretty sure. I went to the movie theaters to watch that because I was a dumb kid and I loved Wayne's World. So I should have known that it's like Wayne's World 2 was 10 years ago and Dana Carvey hasn't worked since. Like, yeah. What a weird, what a weird thing. Although, I mean, I I see Dave and Carvey do stuff and it's like, oh, he's he's still funny. Yeah. He's, well, he's except great. for those Wayne's World commercials for whatever that Uber Eats or something. Yeah, exactly. That makes me hate myself seeing those. But Whoa. Yeah. Uh, pretty good, though. <laughs> okay, uh, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Works with your dog's current collar or harness, and it is basically the easiest dog leash on the market. For a limited time, if you head to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code, Tony. That is T-O-N-Y at checkout. They're going to give you 65% off. It's unbelievable. Again, I don't know how long this will last, so act quickly. Head to thecliplessleash.com. Plug in promo code Tony for 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? Just two. Oh, my. I have four. All right. It was a different week for me. Look at that. Yeah. All right. So I'll go in for uh, one or two and then you go and we'll just do that. So I watched the Nickelodeon doc. Yeah. I think immediately after our pod last week, I I just ran to the television and fired it up and uh, it was quite good. And I even recall, I'm pretty sure my brother was like, was making fun of me as a little kid from the show. Hey dude. He was like calling me, hey, dude, or something. Yeah. Like one of those things where you're like, you think they're making fun with you, like your older you know, siblings. It's like, no, they're making fun of me. But it's like, I had no idea. I never watched that show. I think it was just on. And it's like, hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely wrong on that. I, I don't know. But when I saw that, I was like, huh, that sounds familiar. Uh, but I thought it was really cool. I mean, I loved Guts, uh, Double Dare. Uh, guts though when they got to do the jump off like the top of the foam 
uh, pile with their, you know, uh, you know, cords in the ceiling to grab a basketball and then dunk. Like that's the coolest thing in the whole wide world. Like I'm six. Like uh, why yeah. can't I go do that? Ah, it's all the way in Orlando, Florida. We'll never get there. You know, I was disappointed that uh, Michael Malley was not in this because I feel like he's still a person who does things. And it's like, why didn't you get him? Maybe he was too busy. I don't know. Yeah. Timing, scheduling conflicts. I don't know. But yeah, that was a, a really fun thing to watch and kind of just get a little more insight to how, you know, it all uh, evolved. And uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you the first thing about what's going on on, on Nickelodeon now, obviously, but sure. Are you afraid of the dark? Then. Are you afraid of the dark for sure? That's not back on, is it? They did they, three episodes or something like that, right? They made a season two. Oh, well, this is news to me. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to keep my eyes out for that, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, you can watch it on Hulu. Uh, so check that out. If you were born, you know, nineties, early nineties, you enjoy it. Um, you want to go? Okay, I'll, I'll start off here with The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the uh, series I've been watching week to week here, uh, starring Anthony Mackie's The Falcon and uh, Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. So the two the two Captain America sidekicks uh, teaming, up, teaming up after uh, Steve Rogers has retired after the Avengers, um, and they got to, you know, investigate international terrorism, do kind of more grounded stuff. Uh, versus there's no space aliens in this one. Uh, so it was intriguing. Uh, I really enjoyed the the setup, although I wouldn't say it's the most engaging first episode. I just liked it uh, that it's like, oh, this is this is grounded. And then uh, in the middle, they there's a, a great, I'd say, couple episodes where they have to team up with a former uh, bad guy and who is uh, he's a rich baron in an Eastern European from an Eastern European country. And uh, they get into some hijinks and it's really enjoyable and then i think the series kind of crashes at the end here i know a lot of people still loved it i was kind of out on it at the end that it's it was kind of nonsense the the main plot with the group of terrorists and what they're trying to do and everything was like ah this is this wasn't good Uh, i i really would prefer if the whole series was just them teaming up with this bad guy to do stuff across the world or something. Even if it was like week to week, they took out a new bad guy or something. I think that might've been more interesting. Uh, But the point of the show in the end was to uh, make Anthony Mackie's the Falcon into uh, a, a a lister hero into spoilers, the next captain America for him to accept that he is the one who should pick up the shield. Uh, so that part of it was well done, but I don't think this was that great of a series. And since I mentioned Captain America four seems to be picking up, uh, maybe as a movie, this will be better. Um, but I would say after I would say WandaVision was a, a hit. This was more of a miss for me cool. as a show. So and then Marvel pretty much hits every time. So I don't know. There, there's some rumors that the terrorists were going to like spread a virus and then they had to be like, no, we can't fucking show that. So that's why it's so like kind of weird that they had to completely cut that whole thing. Although I don't, I don't believe that that's, I don't know if that's true. I think it might be. Yeah. They could just been using that for their advantage. Yeah. Just blame it on the virus. Yeah. But obviously you're committed to the whole Marvel universe. So you're already watching this. So yeah, of course. But I can't say that if you're, 
not a super fan that it's something you need to watch. Okay. Noted. All right. My uh, second one on here is Equalizer 2. Now, I gave the first one a pretty uh, great review last week. I'd never seen either of these, and uh, I enjoyed the uh, heck out of this one. The first one, I think, was on like TNT. This one is on FX Movies. And so I think it was a little bit more unedited, you know, like language-wise uh, on there, but still had commercials. Uh, but, I mean, come on, Denzel, you can't go wrong. So check it out. It's full of action. It's great. This one also goes to Europe, but not for not for long. It also has Pedro Pascal in it. Oh, everyone's favorite, yeah. Yeah. As you would say, he's so hot right now. Definitely is. You want to do your last one, and then I'll do my uh, final two? All right. Uh, my last one is Mortal Kombat. Oh, wow. You've been waiting 40 years for this. Not quite 40 years, but uh, it's been... It's- been a while since that that last movie came out uh the second movie or something right wasn't it like uh no 25 i would say i think it was like 97 when that came out uh and that was a terrible movie mortal kombat annihilation is is an awful movie it looks stupid and it is stupid and uh, i watched it probably like 500 times still um because i'm a dumb kid or i was a dumb kid and still kind of am uh but so them making another one where it's like, all right, we actually have like real technology we can use and it's going to be rated R. This was something I was very much looking forward to. And especially when it got announced, oh, just going straight to HBO Max. Uh, it's also in theaters and it did it did pretty well. I think it made like 20 million, which is more than they expected. So wow, and then yeah. it was also uh, I think HBO Max said this got watched more than any other movies that got released uh, over the first weekend. Huh? So uh, this was successful for them uh now to the actual movie uh it's okay it's fine it's got a lot of what i want which is violence and cheesy um actors saying cheesy lines kano says kano wins which is like well the announcer's supposed to say that not you but you know okay it's fine uh and he says that after announcers in this right no, it's <laughs> it's a, it's there's not you're not playing a video game in the movie. It's yeah, so there so, would be I mean, an who would say it then, Andy? I don't know, but it's still cheesy. Uh, but he also says it after ripping someone's heart out, which is, of course, his famous fatality uh, from the original game. So um, and that's definitely a highlight. of The movie is Kano, that character, the Australian criminal. Uh, he's the comic relief in this movie. And I mean, he was the, a comic character more in the in the original movie as well. Uh, you know, he's, Jim he's Carrey been, did it better. Um, I don't think Jim Carrey was in the first movie. But the heart rip out. Yeah. Move. He did that in Dumb and Dumber. I'm more of a throat <laughs> rip guy myself. You know, MacGruber. Yeah. Any Steven Seagal movie, really. I don't know if there's any throat rips, but uh, there's a, there was there was a lot lot for you, <laughs> if you if you want that kind of stuff. Uh, wow. There's soul sucking. That was. That's weird. That was a, a, a very weird line from the movie where, oh, he's going to suck his soul. And it's like, oh, okay, that's sounded horrible. <laughs> uh, but the problem I had with the movie is that they wanted to do something different. They, did just, they didn't want to just, okay, we're going to do the same story from the first game, first movie, but it'll look better. We'll have better technology. We'll make sure the actors are better and we'll have real violence this time. Uh, I would have been happy with that, but like, no, we got to do something different. Uh, so Mortal Kombat, which is about a tournament where they have to compete 
uh, Earth has to win or else the other realm can invade them and they need to win this tournament specifically. That's the setup of the game. This movie's like, all right, the tournament still exists, but we're not even going to get to the tournament. Like, fuck it. Like, that's not going to even be in this movie. And it's like, what? How do you not have the tournament? And they made some weird decisions about what characters were going to be in it. They invented an entirely new character to be the main character. Whoa. Which is like, that's a bad idea when you think this movie is going to be successful because of the the weird fandom of the franchise. So why make up a new guy? No one wanted that. Um, so it's very it's a very hit or miss movie that I think is still worth watching. It's again, it's free. It's free on HBO Max, but it wasn't everything I wanted. But it's going to cost me my time, Andy. Yeah, that's, a, that's what everything costs you. Um, I, I do want someone who isn't familiar with the the story behind the franchise uh, to watch it and be like, I want to know, is that total? Was the movie total nonsense? Uh, if you don't know anything because they don't really get too much into it or does it make I more sense? So. Does it make more sense if you don't have a preconceived notion of what it's supposed to be? Hmm. Um, but Yeah, the ignorance <laughs> is bliss kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you're not like you don't even know about the tournament because you're just like, all right, some movie and shit happens. Yeah, which one of these is Vin Diesel? They, they couldn't afford Vin Diesel. Oh, <laughs> there's no one in this movie. No, that's just what you would say going into it. Like, oh, an action movie. It's going to be Jason Statham or The Rock or Vin Diesel. Yeah, not this one. <laughs> Aha. All right. Uh, is that wrapping up your uh, review of the film? Yep. All right. Are you ready for this one, Andy? You might be mad about this one i watched for the first time ever fargo the movie oh okay i'd never in my entire life seen it it's it's entertaining it's it's fun uh i still have a hard time believing that's actually what people in the north middle talk like like are you kidding yeah Uh, well you've heard the the my pillow guy who's been on around the news the last six months yeah that's what he sounds like worse yeah, those are that's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was fun, and then uh, you know it's enjoyable. I mean, William H Macy, come on. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those movies too. Like, especially when I was younger, like you don't have IMDb to read about these things, so you just see the trailer and you think you know what you're looking at. And it's like I didn't know this movie really at all. Um, so. It was it was good, Steve Buscemi. I like how they're all everyone described him as like kind of weird looking or something. Yeah. And Peter Stormare. What? Peter oh, Stormare yeah, yeah. was like, the other. Gotta the love other. him. I mean, yeah. my favorite role of his though is when he goes to kill Johnny Tapia. He's gonna kill yeah. that son of a bitch, and then the police all shoot him. Uh, oh. And he's like, it's got to be some sort of Cuban tradition to put him in a tortilla bed. <laughs> Hilarious. Um. So yeah, that one that one was fun. I think that was on Amazon where I watched that. Uh, otherwise, yeah. it's probably on like FX, like every other hour or something. Just the TV show. I don't think they have rights to the movie, but oh. Uh, and then but you, you uh, got to mention. I mean, Frances McDormand just won another Oscar. Yeah, that yeah, was her, and, uh, her first so Oscar. She's a pregnant cop in this movie. Yeah, um, which is like, well, when do they pull her from active duty? When she was walking up that uh, driveway with her little gun drawn. It's like, oh boy, like this guy's an animal. Um, but that all worked out, obviously. I don't want to give away too much uh, to spoil a movie that's, you know, 36 years old or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's enjoyable. It's one of those movies I've definitely heard 
quoted a, a whole bunch. And it's one of the, you just kind of like, oh yeah, huh, that was a fun one. It's like, now I can actually get involved. Yeah. Uh, the second one I watched and I have seen this one before, but it was one of those movies where I was like five and my sisters were watching it. And so it's like, um, I understand every like 30 seconds, three minutes of this movie. Like I don't get it, but I'll laugh. I watched. So I married an ax murderer available on Amazon prime. This one is, and, uh, it is fun. It's got a, a pretty uh, superb cast. So it has Mike Myers, uh, also Mike Myers, yeah. and then Nancy Travis of uh, Last Man Standing fame. But then cameos, Phil Hartman, Charles Grodin, Debbie Mizar. So uh, you had never seen this, yet you love that one scene? Yeah. Well, like I said, Andy, I had seen I, this, <laughs> but I never really understood like the whole plot. Yeah. I was a five-year-old kid when I saw it. But you've watched his like poetry scene. like Yeah, I love the Harriet time. Sweet Harriet line. It's hilarious. And that also adds to making the movie funnier, like the the cool jazz music throughout. Like, I don't know, it's just, it just makes me laugh. Like, putting that like bowl in front of your trumpet, it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and it probably led to uh, Fat Bastard as a character. Exactly. Yeah, he loves that Scottish accent. Uh but I definitely liked uh, the scene. And this was another one, too, that's been quoted several times. But I'm, I'm always like, oh, I don't remember that part. Uh, Phil Hartman, when he's like, my name is Ranger John Johnson. But you can call me Vicky. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Alan Arkin also in here. And uh, gotta love that. He's a very like sensitive sergeant or captain, whatever they're called. And he's like, can you just once tell me I'm a, I'm a fuck up or I, I'm, you know, it's going to be my badge next time. And uh, it's fun. They work at a, a butcher shop, which I feel like you don't see often. A uh, fun fact I, I read into this. So she shadowed a butcher before, uh, you know, beginning the role so that she could kind of know what to do and uh, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, the guy, the butcher is like, the main thing is safety, you know, watch what you're doing. Yeah. Do you know this? And she actually cut, the tip of her finger off while filming because Mike Myers antics were so fun for her that she just wasn't paying attention and yeah, sliced her bad. finger while cutting vegetables. And, uh, they were able to sew it back on. Yeah. But in one of the scenes, when she pulls the three wedding rings out of her little like makeup bucket, uh, you can see the bandage on her finger. I did not know that. That's like, uh, it's going to go on all those uh, stories about Leo punching the table and, yeah, and uh, the par- departed, right? Yeah, and Aragorn kicks his metal helmet. And he actually screamed out in pain because he really broke his foot. Yeah, just go with it. Famous. Or yeah. the best one of them all, Chevy Chase breaks his thumb when he punches the reindeer in uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. So yeah, it, it, exactly. And sometimes you get a better uh, shot and uh, scene because of it. And, uh, you know, who, uh, who benefits is us, the audience. Uh, so you can enjoy that one on, uh, Amazon prime as well. And yeah, it's fun. It's, it's I did old. see it there. I think it just got added. Cause I think it was like, it yeah, came up a lot in my thing. I'd be like, Oh, maybe it's fun. <laughs> Another one I'd like to watch and I'm, I'm seeing it on here and it is on, I think like Hulu and HBO and everywhere is what about Bob? I've I've seen that several times, but it's leaving. Whatever if you want to watch it, it's leaving. I looked up what's leaving stuff. Oh God, I've got like two days then to watch it, yeah, so I'll miss go. it. 
But that's a fun one. Uh, I'm a sailor. I sail. I'm sailing. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right. uh, Well, any more uh, things to discuss before we wrap up the uh, entertainment pod here, Andy? No, we're we're good here. All right. We've been uh, sailing through here, uh, to quote Bob. You've been listening to episode 217 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later.